We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? We're back like we never left. Hope everybody's doing well on this Tuesday morning slash afternoon, depending on where you're tuning in to the Ducks Dish podcast. Appreciate you guys being along, taking some time out of your day. Talk some Ducks with us. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest. And joining me on today's episode of the pod, I got my guy Colin King, who has been uh, on the last couple episodes, talked some hoops yesterday with me, uh, killed it over there. So make sure to check that one out if you haven't. But Colin, we got plenty to talk about. How you doing, man? You know, I'm doing pretty good. And man, there's been a lot of twists here at quarterback. Um, a lot of things we didn't see coming. I mean, like you and me, we did not, we didn't know that they were coming. Um, but we'll see how Oregon kind of plays this, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a really, really interesting dynamic to follow. Um, because I was thinking about just how I, I was listening to a, a Dan Landing interview the other day. It was either with ESPN, I think it was with ESPN, or maybe it was two four seven. Um, but he was talking about how kind of Oregon's navigated the transfer portal, and you could very clearly argue that no position is more impacted by the portal and just its development and kind of hold on the game than the quarterback spot, uh, which is maybe kind of a cool way to segue into this episode because the Ducks brought in Bo Nix last year and they have him back for one more year. Um, So just wondering how that's going to kind of impact how they approach things, seeing that, uh, you know, you can bring a quarterback in for a, you know, year to year basis, but it's, it's kind of looking like the ducks want to take two quarterbacks in this class, especially based off of, uh, some of the recent developments that we've seen. Um, are, are you good, Colin, or do you need a, a little bit? I'm good. My dog's sparking. Okay. No worries. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to, the point I wanted to use to, to introduce the topic today. Yeah. I mean, you look at Moga, you look at MVB, like obviously this top guys, um, for Oregon here. And now you see Michael Van Buren getting these predictions, uh, from major sites, which is pretty big. Um, and both of them going to be in town next or this coming weekend. Yeah, so those are kind of the the latest developments that we have right now on the recruiting front with these two guys, Luke Moga from Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope, and then um, Michael Van Buren from Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy. Definitely more of a storied program, more established than Sunny Slope, um, and then probably going against a, a bit better competition. I think you could fairly say. Um, you know, compared to, to Arizona, just because I know St. Francis Academy plays 
a national schedule. Yeah. But yeah, let, let's get you up to date on the latest developments in case you guys haven't been, um, you know, following this really closely. I also just posted a story on Ducks Digest giving some more of my thoughts, and, and that should be in the description if you guys are watching on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus or on Twitter. But the latest developments, so Michael Van Buren was on campus a couple weeks ago, and then this weekend he announced that he was going to be back at Oregon for the spring game, uh, and that was, you know, obviously notable. Um, and then kind of it was either right before or right after that announcement um, Luke Moga announced that he was going to be delaying his college commitment, uh, which was previously scheduled for this coming Friday, April 28th, which was right before the spring game. And, you know, we've kind of talked about it before uh, on earlier episodes, you know, over the weekend, that timing lined up really well for Oregon. Oregon looked like they were in the driver's seat and that would really catapult some momentum going into the weekend. But he decided to slow things down, um, you know, choosing from schools like Oregon, BYU, Miami, Arizona State, TCU, uh, and then I think Michigan State was SMU. the other school. Uh, yeah, yeah, that were, were kind of in the in the mix there. So that's kind of what happened with Moga. And then the big development that you know broke yesterday. Um, you know, Moga DM'd me and he said, "I'm back for the spring game." And I was just like, "Whoa, this is certainly getting very, very interesting." So now Oregon's going to have arguably their top two quarterback targets on campus. You know, back to back weekends, more or less. You know, multiple trips within the same month for the spring game. So that's kind of where we're at right now, you know, delayed commitments, return trips, and it's just adding another layer of intrigue for Will Stein and the Ducks as they navigate the quarterback spot in 2024. Yeah. And, you know, you look at this, um, you and me talked about this, uh, my first podcast, like, what do they do? Um, do they go with a one prep and one transfer or do they do that to, um, to high school guys? um to the two preps and it would appear now that will stein is maybe pushing for also getting moga and maybe um also michael van buren here um i'm not sure maybe if it was that they wanted those guys like moga maybe to hold off for a little bit just to see what uh van buren was doing that's just i'm not entirely sure i don't have all the details with that but it is definitely interesting to see him push that back and then um van buren obviously just announces top three right after the visit. And then he's going to be back, which is huge for Oregon. And yeah, we got to see how it plays out. It's just, it's really, really big right now. Really crucial um, with a lot of talents already on uh, campus for this weekend. And you just throw these two in the fold as well. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I, I don't know about you know the specifics here, but we can kind of make some conjecture or talk about what might have been going on in this conversation with Moga. Moga might have been ready to, to hop on, and then maybe Oregon, you know, after hosting Van Buren and you know saw that they could get him back out for another trip, you know, maybe they realized, hey, we got a better shot in this thing than people maybe thought we did, because you and I both know, Colin, Oregon was not always in the driver's seat. You know, the, these predictions that they're getting on two four seven Sports and and on three. Um, in particular, their newer predictions, and you know, some of them are from you know the the heavy hitters. You know, your Steve Wiltfongs, and then I think I want to say Brian Doan uh, is another guy who's uh, logged a prediction for Oregon. He's covered Van Buren's recruitment really well, um, kind of in that DMV area, ACC kind of area uh, is his zone. So these aren't you know predictions that from just random people. Um, so I think that uh, getting the momentum for Van Buren is huge. Obviously they've made out, made up a bunch of ground on, uh, on Penn state. And 
who was previously, you know, the the front runner and the the main guy that uh, the main school that Van Buren was getting predicted to. But the point I was going to say is that Oregon's been playing the long game with, with Van Buren. You know, Van, it's worth noting here that Van Buren was on Oregon's radar long before Luke Moga was. Um, I'm not saying that that's incredibly meaningful, but at the same time, you know, I think that, you know, loyalty and maybe that's the wrong word, not loyalty, but like expressed interest, like uh, ahead of time, I think it definitely means something, you know, even though he was looking like he was maybe trending towards Penn State, Will Stein and the Ducks staff, they stayed on him. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that. Um, I actually wasn't entirely sure when we got on there with uh, Moga. Um, by we, I mean Oregon, of course. And, you know, Oregon really, they have closed quick on a lot of guys. We uh, we saw when Oregon closed on Tioni Gray, they flipped him, right? Like that was, that seemed very, very quick. Um, not something that I thought was for sure going to happen for a long time. And sometimes uh, the drawn out, like the drawn out recruitments can take too long. And at least I feel kind of nervous for stuff that's drawn out, um, like recruitments that are drawn out. And really it's going to be one of those things like, do they take his commitment? Do they not take his commitment? And talking about MOGA um, and did they, did Oregon delay MOGA's commitment because of Van Buren saying, okay, I feel in a really good spot. You guys are maybe my top team. Um, is that the conversation he had, or is it something like, um, you guys are definitely in my top two and you're right there with Penn state or something, or Moga may be saying, okay, if you guys are going for Van Buren, then I may take my time and look elsewhere. Moga still has is expressed clear interest in Oregon, obviously since then, seeing as he's visiting back again this weekend and all these targets around. I wonder if now this is just obviously not probably correct, but even a theory here that maybe he is a commit, right? And they want him to be a vocal guy for them again this weekend. Um, adding to Aaron Flowers, Jordan Anderson, um, and Jackson Jones being there as well. And I don't. I want to get your thoughts maybe on that as well. Yeah. No. I think it's it's definitely a, a very good point. I mean, that the fact that he originally, Moga that is, um, you know, set a commitment date just before the spring game, it kind of suggested that a return trip wasn't that, um, wasn't that unlikely, you know? Like, why would you commit the day before the spring game with, you know, that opportunity to go to the spring game? And, and you, you make a very good point as far as, you know, the, a lot of times these commits are the best recruiters for Oregon. You know, we've heard that for so long. Um but yeah, him, him being a vocal recruiter for Oregon or just even being around all that talent, you know, maybe him being around all those commits is, is what he needs to kind of push, push Oregon over the edge. But then you also make another good point about, you know, um, maybe he still wants to look at some other schools. Um, you know, he hasn't done any interviews since he decided to delay his commitment. I'm trying to get one, but you know, obviously a, a lot of people are probably hitting him up right now. Um, but that's another good way to, to look at it is, you know, and it kind of goes to one of my points is that I wrote that Van Buren and Moga being on campus at the same time shows very clearly that Oregon is at least seriously considering signing two quarterbacks. Yeah. But just because they're considering that, just because they want to do that, doesn't necessarily mean that 
the quarterbacks they're recruiting are open to that. Um, and that kind of goes back to my previous point about saying that there's no position that's more affected by the transfer portal than quarterback. Um, and, you know, guys go to school for a year and then if they're not the guy or they don't win the starting job, then they leave. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but, you know, I'm sure that their camps are telling them about, you know, hey, this is kind of the reality that you're facing if you're going into, uh, you know, regardless of if they go to a one quarterback class and they're the guy in that class or a two quarterback class. Um, so just kind of comparing that, I think, adds a, another another layer here. Uh, just, you know, trying to get these guys on campus, have them meet each other if they haven't already and, you know, kind of pick their brains about, hey, you know, maybe they say you two are our guys in this class. How do you feel about that? Because we don't know right now. Yeah. And mentioning all the talent, right? Like, I don't know if you wanted to go over exactly who's here or um, obviously you put out an article talking about who's going to be here uh, or who's going to be at Oregon, right? And you look at the amount of five stars. A lot of them are um, on the defensive side. You see the one being uh, Brandon Baker, the one offensive guy, being a five-star offensive tackle, Brandon Baker. He's a legacy. Um, he's a guy that really Oregon has been prioritizing. Uh, fell off a little bit when Clem left. I'm not sure. I think this might be his first time meeting Alik Terry. Um, yeah. So this would be a really, really big weekend to gain back some momentum for Oregon um, as really Nebraska, Georgia – have gotten themselves up there in that race for sure. Um, USC is still definitely well up there. And Oregon seems maybe like the third, fourth team, depending on how, or depending on who you talk to, I guess. Um, and maybe the possibility he wants to follow Rayola. Um, I've heard that mentioned a few times, but Oregon has to gain ground here with him for sure. And then also this is a big chance, even looking on the defensive side, set the standard, I guess, and kind of show what Oregon's going to be like to all these uh, big time players. And that talent needs to come in. And whether it's, uh, whether it's all going to be West coast, whether it's going to be nationwide, I mean, you've already got a commitment from Pennsylvania, right? So it's a big, big opportunity for Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So we we can talk a little bit more about some of the other guys that are visiting maybe a little bit later on in the show. I know that that you gotta you gotta go pretty soon, um, so I just wanted to kind of make sure we focused on quarterback a little bit more. Um, but I, I did like the point about Brandon Baker. Uh, I think that's a huge visit. You know, originally it was looking like he might be on campus when I interviewed him back to back weekends, but that guy's just been going everywhere on visits now. Uh, definitely like your points about Georgia and uh, Nebraska being very involved there, and how good players want to play with good players. So maybe. Maybe, um, you know, he does want to team up with Dylan Rayola, who I kind of view as Oregon is a, a long shot there. And if they're going to sign anybody out of Arizona at quarterback, it's probably going to be Moga. Um, so we'll, we'll get to a little bit more on, on other visitors, um, you know, before too yeah. long here. Let me let me go ahead and, and throw some Moga highlights on, um, you know, for those of you guys that are watching this on the stream. But what I wanted to talk about next, um, Colin, was just, how these are two different quarterbacks, Moga yep. and Van Buren, um, both in their skill set and in you know their stature. Um, you yep. know, neither of them really check the box as a quote unquote you know pro style passer or pocket passer. They both definitely have you know added uh, athleticism and um, you know other traits that that elevate their game. Now we got Moga's highlights on the screen. 
Um, so Moga, I think he's listed at, you know, 6'2", 200 pounds, where Van Buren's at 5'11 and a half, 185. And, um, you know, I think it's especially with quarterbacks, you can see heights and weights pretty exaggerated. So I haven't seen either of these guys in person, unfortunately. You know, I'm hoping, you know, big picture to, to get to the point in my career where I can just, you know, drop everything and go fly and see guys, but I'm not there yet. Um, but that, that being said, you know, these are two different quarterbacks. And I think that most would probably agree that Van Buren is the more polished passer of the two. But I mean, look at the upside with, with Luke Moga and just his athleticism and this guy runs a 10, seven in the hundred meters for his high school, uh, you know, as a track star. So I think you see different kinds of appeals with both guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned play style and stuff. Um, obviously, you see the rushing upside and a great move right there um, on Moga's film. And these guys both obviously have the capability to run and escape, uh, get out of pocket, which is something that Stein wants. Um, and clearly the reason why he has prioritized these two over somebody like also on the West Coast um, of maybe Elijah Brown. Um, that's not to throw shots at Elijah Brown. It's just who Oregon has prioritized. Um, Moga, I definitely love the upside there. I do. I think he's playing against worst competition. He's not playing a national schedule, which I mean, most schools aren't going to be playing a national schedule. I have to look at their schedule, but that's a good point. Um, but I definitely like they're able to just escape and then make a throw um, all the way down the end zone. He's a guy who really 
um, has a ton of upside, but we're also not talking about Van Buren's upside as well. I think Van Buren is a guy who definitely has a higher ceiling. Um, I don't want to speculate really on potential, but uh, ceiling, I would definitely say, is higher for Van Buren. Um, you really do worry a little bit about size here um, just because he is smaller, but you also look at guys like, let's say, Bryce Young. Um, I'm not comparing the two as prospects at all. I'm just merely comparing size. Um, Bryce Young was perfectly fine, uh, well, for the most part, at Bama. He did suffer a few injuries um, that were unfortunate, and there's been talks about him maybe not going number one or whatever, but that's beyond the point. Uh, the point is really just the body type and who's going to be more like, and well, maybe at this point, if you're looking at both, like why is, for example, um, Elijah Brown not your guy? Or why is, um, I don't know, another, maybe Demond Williams. So he's a guy who committed early on. He's out of Arizona as well. He committed to Ole Miss. Um, and I wonder even if Oregon here strikes out with let's say Moga, for example, in Arizona, do they go for another Arizona quarterback in Demond Williams trying to flip him? Um, it's not something I'd look into a whole lot, but um, at the moment, Moga and Michael Van Buren are clearly their guys, and they're both very, very talented. Yeah, I mean, Demond Williams is a guy that I really like out of uh, Arizona at the quarterback spot. You know, super, super athletic, and you know, definitely got to give a tip of the cap to Lane Kiffin for getting his guy there. Uh, in the fold early the the last kind of point i want to talk about um with, with you colin um and I, let me know how we're doing on time maybe after this point um or actually yeah how, how are we doing on time i got about seven to eight minutes okay cool i think uh, uh okay two two points that i think we can hit on first of all i want to talk about the potential um you know momentum and potential impact that a commitment from either of these guys would have um, because we, we talked a lot about how, you know, Van Buren has the, the reputation, uh, you know, more of the, the national reach as a recruit, you know, these are both highly coveted guys. Moga's no slouch at all, you know, 25 offers. I really hope that no one's taking that, you know, I think we're both kind of leaning more towards Van Buren over Moga. Um, but that maybe just be, is because he has a little bit more polish right now. Um, but the upside from an athletic standpoint with Moga is, is massive. Yeah. Um, and, so with Van Buren, I feel like he's a commitment that would definitely draw some more buzz. And I think that, you know, getting a quarterback commitment in general is just going to help elevate your, your recruiting. But getting the quarterback in the fold like Van Buren um, is, is, I think, really, really notable because he could help you recruit, you know, some more receivers or some more offensive linemen. You know, maybe he goes up to Brandon Baker and says, man, I'd love to have you blocking for me, something like that. Um, and then I also think it would really help drive home the fact that Oregon is a contender, a serious yeah. contender at that in the DMV area, you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia, you know, those are areas that always really get a lot of talent uh, on a year to year basis. And, you know, they struck out on Nicholas Harbor last year, but they did sign Colin Gill, a corner out of St. John's in that DMV area. Um, so I just feel like, you know, getting a, a commitment from either of these guys would be super notable. Um, and I also am interested to see if Van Buren has some flexibility with his commitment date. You know, right now it's set for July 8th, I want to say, or early July, but yeah, maybe, July maybe, maybe, uh, after this weekend, he's, he's willing to move things up if the ducks are really trying to, you know, get this wrapped up. Yeah. And it, it is interesting. You do mention that flexibility. Like, I think that would be huge here for Oregon. Obviously they can land a commit here at quarterback, um, 
set aside rankings and like class rankings and all that, just the buzz that would bring to Oregon, um, beating out a Big Ten team and a, a top Big Ten team in Penn State, um, and even like a middle of a pack team in Maryland here, it's going to be a big one. And it will definitely bring a lot of, I mean, a lot of recruits will be looking at it. A lot of guys will see it um, and say, oh, shoot, like maybe they are for real, right? And you think about that, what kind of um, like buzz that would bring to the program that would definitely help get um, a few guys into the fold. I definitely think it would help some commitments. Um, we're maybe ex- not expecting, but um, hoping for a few to pop this weekend, right? And um, you can't help but think if, if Oregon is able to get one, two, maybe three commitments even this week or the following week, um, how much that would help them. And in addition, I mean, I wonder how a MOGA commitment would do for Oregon or how much it would do compared to Van Buren, with Van Buren being more of a national name um, and more well-known, right? A guy that um, more players are going to probably say they want to play with. Um, That's not saying that nobody wants to say they want to play with uh, MOGA. It's just that more people know of Van Buren for sure. Obviously, France, uh, St. Francis Academy, that's a national schedule. That's a team, that's a program with a lot of prestige. Um, that would just be massive, and it would definitely swing recruits towards Oregon, I think. Yeah, no, lots of good stuff there for sure, Colin. I mean, what else can we say here? I mean, yeah, we they, they already have two commits at wide receiver in the fold in Jordan Anderson and Tysir Denmark, but they're still swinging for some big names. You know, Jeremiah McClellan out of St. Louis Christian Brothers is – a reported visitor for this weekend. I'm working on confirming that, but but he's a big name uh, at wide receiver that the Ducks are still going after. Ryan Pelham is another one out of Long Beach Milliken, former teammates with Jordan Anderson. Uh, Dylan Gresham out of San Jacinto in Southern California. He's a guy that that is very high on Oregon that I've talked to recently, over 2,000 yards as a junior last year. So they're still in the mix for a lot of talented guys. Gary Bryant Jr., the USC wide receiver transfer, he's announcing his commitment on um on may 13th i want to say but the the other point i wanted to get to here with you colin before we get out of here is um we talked about the you know the two quarterback approach in this class but there's another thing that i think is also very possible or i'm not saying it's likely but also possible and we're talking about that's two quarterbacks and a transfer portal guy uh which could be something that oregon wants to wants to do because i talked about that year-to-year thing bo Nix is gone in 24 um, where do you feel like Ty Thompson's at? You know, I think he's seen ample game time, but it looks the same each time. So if he's not the guy in 2024, then you're left with Austin Novosad, uh, who is, uh, you know, an early enrollee, true freshman. He was an All-American. But uh, I think that you got to give yourself some more options here, and, and maybe the Ducks want to bring in a portal guy as well. Yeah, I'm sorry about my background, but um, for sure, I think this is something that's very, very interesting. Um, obviously, you said Bonex gone. Um, where does Oregon look? If Oregon looks to Ty Thompson, is he truly ready? Um, as of what we have seen, probably not. Um, another year of another year under Bo Nix, and then a whole off season. Um, hopefully, with Stein not having to learn another new system would be huge, right? Uh, you talk about a guy who had Moorhead that he had to learn under. He had to learn under Dillingham, and now he's had to, having to learn under Stein already. Um, and you really, really do wonder if that maybe is affecting him. Or if that's just maybe 
something that you could throw out that Oregon fans could throw out there and say, oh, well, this is why he didn't um, develop right, or this is why he couldn't, da 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 um, And second year with Flanning as well for him. And you really just want to see a stride definitely in the spring game. Hopefully he plays better then, right? And if he does, I think you can't really predetermine that he'll be your guy next year just off of that. But like, um, if you are winning a game big time, um, try to get out, uh, get Bonex out of the game and see what you have. Um, that's something that happens on um, often in the NFL, like preseason or even in blowout games. You have your proven starter, you pull him out, put in some young guy and see, kind of throw him to the fire, I guess. Um, and then if not him, then a transfer would definitely be something interesting. I think if it's not him, then he would definitely transfer. Um, and then you have Nova Sad and two other QBs as freshmen. Um, and then you kind of await to see what the portal looks like. Obviously, I can't go out and say that I know what the portal is going to look like already nine months in advance, but um, it's definitely something to be watching over like the course of the year, see how things end up. But uh, we won't really learn a whole lot until the spring game. And then after that, probably not until the season. Yeah, you know, there could be we, we saw the I think the window closes now the day after the spring game because it was supposed to open in May and then it opened two weeks early. We're seeing the mass exodus in Boulder uh, with, with uh, Coach Prime, which I think is another storyline to follow. We'll, I'll have to, to text you to get your thoughts on that one. Um, but I know you got to get out of here, Colin. So uh, we'll go ahead and, and wind this one down. You know, tons of big talent on on tap uh, for the spring game. You know, you got Colin Simmons, five star edge rusher, five star edge rusher Dylan Armstrong. He's gonna, or sorry, Dylan Dylan Stewart. Um, I don't know why I said Armstrong. Uh, Dylan Stewart. Um, Justin Williams is reported to be coming to the spring game as well. Working to confirm that big time 2024 Oregon linebacker target. So I'll have another episode probably tomorrow talking about, um, you know, previewing this big spring recruiting weekend, spring game recruiting weekend for the ducks. But before we get out of here, Colin, I know you're, you're getting, you're getting things rolling. Uh, you're kind of carving out your, your, uh, niche here in the Oregon space. Where can people find more of you and, and your work that you have going on? Um, so everybody can find me on Instagram at ducks.insider and on Twitter at insider ducks. Um, it's been great. Thank you again, Max third pod done and hopefully plenty more to come. Absolutely. So make sure you guys tap in with Colin over there. Wasn't able to get to, to the comments today. Sorry about that. It was kind of a, a jam packed quick episode, uh, but definitely leave a comment on the video. You can also DM me on Twitter at mtourist sports, with any future ideas or questions for the podcast. Love getting you guys involved. Maybe we'll have a mailbag later this week. I'm going to be traveling on Friday. So tomorrow and Thursday are the best days for the pod, but we're going to go ahead and get out of here. If you want to find more of me at mtourist sports, Twitter and Instagram, and then ducksdigest.com for my latest written coverage. Uh, we got some uh, interviews coming out today with some Oregon players from spring practice and uh, make sure you guys like the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon football, Max Taurus. Things are about to ramp up and we want to cover every bit of it. Thanks to you guys for tuning in and thanks to Colin for taking some time to hop on the pod and we'll catch you guys in the next episode of the ducks dish podcast.